John Pudner from the Take Back Action Fund website, takebackaction.org. And you know, John, a longtime political advisor, including to President George W. Bush. Good to talk with you, John. Uh, tell us a little bit your, your take on NATO and the level of effectiveness and often seemingly ineffectiveness as it pertains to deterrence with Russia. Sure. I, I think you need to start with the fact that President Trump told Europe to start paying for their own defense and stop depending on Russia um, for energy, etc. And he was laughed at. And I, I'm afraid to say it took Russia invading to realize how prudent that was. And ironically, that's what's going to move them toward exactly what President Trump was telling them to do a few years ago. So I'm sorry it went to that, but that's where we are at this interesting time where NATO's meeting to discuss Finland and Sweden possibly joining. You know, we just had the election in France last night. So a lot of impact on NATO now, but this has certainly woken them up, I'd say. Well, you, you talk about, you know, other, uh, you know, neighboring countries looking to join now. How much of that is a product of Joe Biden himself basically putting a bullseye on their backs when he said at the onset, we are only going to get militarily involved with attacks on other NATO countries. So suddenly anybody in the region who is not a member of NATO is going, holy crap, I guess that's an invitation for for Putin. Just come get us. Well, that's right. And, and, and thank goodness, obviously, for many reasons, Putin didn't just roll through like our military, which was, I think, a bit distracted, thought he was going to do, because certainly if they would found Ukraine easy to roll over, um, that that makes you immediately think of Finland and Sweden. So so you're right. Um, ironically, this pushed them to, you know, potentially join and say, OK, I guess the price of of the U.S. defending us would be joining NATO. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't a master plan by Biden or anyone. But I, I think from that kind of promise of inaction, it may have forced them to do something you know, for their own protection now. John, my big concern, even bigger still than than Russia, is China and Russia is connected to China, is North Korea, is Iran, is Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua. We know that the only thing that's happened since the onset of the war involving China in particular is that they've expanded trade relations with Russia. Is there a level of awareness now within NATO that if China is going to do what they're going to do over here, their influence is, is greatly mitigated? Yes, I, I think the other thing maybe, you know, average American doesn't appreciate with the Ukrainian brave stand is how different this could have been. I mean, the Chinese had told Chinese in Ukraine to be ready to put, you know, put out their Chinese flags. They wanted to be like the ally of the conquering Russians. And that had all kinds of ramifications. This could have been their play of trying to shift um, different areas from the dollar, you know, to another currency. I mean, some of these real goals China has. So from our self-interest, uh, I mean, Russia is mainly annoying. I mean, it's terrible. It's a tragedy in Ukraine, but, but China, my gosh, I mean, that, you know, that's the whole world. So yes, uh, the biggest threat, you're right, it, you know, is still China as far as long term. You know, the Russians like to fight. The Chinese like to win, even if it takes 50 years. And so you're right to focus on them. So what would your move be? I mean, you've been an advisor to top political leaders in this country. What is your best advice, given the mess we're currently in? Yes. I was one of the few people who worked for both Mitt Romney and Steve Bannon. I, I certainly had different people who would have different advice in my orbit over the years. But um, 
But yeah, I, 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 again, I think this is the time to make make Europe do what Trump said, to hold their feet to the fire, say, you can't count on the U.S. purely draining our economy to protect you when you're not doing anything and when you're making bad choices regarding Russia over the years. So I think this is should be the time to just be holding Europe, pressing them. I mean, now's the time to close the deal on that and take some of the burden off ourselves. You're always going to need the U.S. I mean, Europe's always going to need the U.S., but it's a matter of them being responsible. Now's the time to press it. Don't don't let this time pass and go right back to the U.S. footing the whole bill for defense. And, yeah, maybe depending on the president not being as reliable uh, as the defender. John, there was polling out back at the onset of the war, indicating 62% of Americans believe that the war, the invasion never would have happened. Putin never would have done this if Trump were still president. Obviously, Trump himself has articulated that line of thought. How about you? If Trump were president, are we even talking about this? I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, and, of, of course, I, I don't know what changed outside of the presidency that would make Putin have moved now as opposed to several years ago. I, I, I don't see any kind of world event that suddenly made him want to do this. Yeah, I think he would have loved to do this then. I think the fact that he never went in during Trump's four years you know, is pretty good evidence. Certainly it's circumstantial. We can't know, but but I, I don't think we'd be talking about it. Was that uh, bird poo that found President Biden yesterday or random corn flying, as the administration tried to allude to? <laughs> you know, that's not one of the issues. Take back action has taken up the bird <laughs> pooping on the president. <laughs> We're trying to avoid that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, John, good talking with you. I appreciate it. Oh, any time. Thank you. Bye-bye.